This episode of Weekly Sauce is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub MTL.com. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub MTL.com and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site on all the individual bottles. Um, they give you 10% off. They have the Black Friday special coming up. It's 40%. Um, I had the Ghost Bourbon. It's probably the best sauce I ever tasted in my life. Uh, their barbecue rub is unfucking real too. Uh, everything they have is sick. You can put it on your chicken wings. You can put it on your fried chicken. You ribs, your pork, everything, whatever it is, uh, they got it, visit Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, uh, and use Hot Sauce 10 on checkout on all the individual bottles, that's 10% off, use Hot Sauce 10, this is a special episode of Weekly Sauce, this is Weekly Sauce episode 27, uh, my name is Terry Tam, uh, as usual we have my colleague, my cohort, Alex, the intern, how's it going buddy? Terry, you forgot to tell the audience... Just like Robert Kraft, don't forget to rub your meat. Oh, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Their slogan is, don't forget to rub your meat. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow. Uh, fucking Thanksgiving in the States is fucking crazy. Yeah, man. About to have a feast. Jack, we have Jack Gottsell from... Uh, fuck tarps off. I was about to say ASAP Network from Tarps Off <laughs> Hockey. He's a blogger for Tarps Off uh, for Tarps Off Hockey with our boy Chris Mancuso, the Seltzer King. I met Jack on a live feed uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I came on. I did your sports desk thing. How's it going, Jack? Pretty good. How are you doing? That was a that was a fun day. You're gonna have to come back again for some more uh, NFL football on a Sunday. Some hockey guys talking football. <laughs> I'm fucking down. I'm more of a football guy than a hockey guy. It's just because I'm Montreal. It's like. I don't know about you, but when it comes to hockey, I, I'm the same way with soccer. I don't have to watch a lot, and I'll just like kind of absorb the information as I go. Like it just it comes natural to me. Where basketball, I have to That's put so... in the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I can't describe it really. Hockey's easier if you've been following it your whole life. That's it. it if you follow the sport, yeah. Right, Alex? Yeah, no? that's what I do, man. You follow all your life. If you follow something enough. Even if you take like a few months off, you're still somewhat in the loop. Like I can watch Sports Center for one night and I'll be okay. The thing about Montreal is that you, they talk about hockey on the radio twenty four fucking seven. Well, almost twenty four seven. It's the only thing we but have. I know people in Montreal. I've I never knew they watched hockey and they know shit about hockey. Yeah, the, the, that's how crazy it is. So it's a really hot. It's a really hockey town. So yeah. I remember going to Montreal. It was hockey everywhere. If you're taking a cab, you're talking about hockey. Uh, random restaurant people are talking about hockey. It's it's mm -hmm. hockey everywhere. Yeah. Where are you, Jack, right now? I'm up in Maine. Right Maine. Now. Beautiful Maine. I love Maine. Maine. It's Bernie land. <laughs> right? Isn't Bernie no, Sanders? He's from Vermont, okay? Hey, old people. Yeah. What are you going to do? So who's from Maine? <laughs> who's the guy from Maine? Who's from Maine? Like who's the who's the governor from Maine? Like who would we know? Oh, we have uh, Janet Mills. Is ah, our, uh, no governor. fucking clue. Yeah, yeah, we don't <laughs> got anybody. We don't got where's any Mc real good characters. Wait, wait, where's McLovin from? He's uh he's from Massachusetts. I'm from Massachusetts, but I live up in Maine now, and McLovin's from Massachusetts as well. Huh. So you you work for Topsoft Hockey. How did you get connected with those guys? Well, I started uh, and I still work for Black and Gold Hockey. 
uh, com. So I, I met Mancuso through uh, working for Black and Gold and was a, just a big fan of tarps off hockey. And then I decided to jump on the ship. So, and it's it's been a whirlwind ever since. It's a fun <laughs> ride, right? Yeah, Mancuso is a character. It's always, there's never a dull moment yeah. over there. Yeah, that's who I'm trying, that's who I'm actually trying to get on our show. It's uh, Mark Allard. Yeah, Mark uh, Allard. Yeah, whatever his name is. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he seems like a cool dude, and I want to fucking get him on. Let's get he him. He knows everything about Bruins prospects. Everything. Oh, he is Alex a is up there with Habs prospects. There we go. That would be a fun conversation <laughs> right there. Then. Let's do it, Alex. Message him. We'll get him on. I did, and he's like, oh, I want I want to see with my lawyers if it's fine. My lawyers? <laughs> I don't know. That's what he said. Jack, talk to this guy, man. <laughs> talk to this guy. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll see We're just gonna talk Mark shit for twenty minutes. He doesn't here. need he doesn't need lawyers involved. <laughs> like fuck. We're just gonna make fun of him for wearing black and gold. Like I don't get it. He saw that you guys are from Montreal. He's like, this can't be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These guys are setting me up. Somehow they're setting me up. <laughs> fucking love it. So Jack, uh, I mean, you and I we hit it off pretty quick because uh, I started roasting you for being a Bama fan, Alabama football. Uh, are you yep. I, so I always wanted to know so I'm not a huge college guy I mean I watch it I, I enjoy it when I told you if I had to pick one team it'd be like Notre Dame or Oregon I like the uniforms you know Notre Dame is because it's always been there but are if you're an Alabama fan are you a Bama fan across the board like all sports I mean I went to the school so oh, I, I'm uh. yeah so I'm a, I'm a Bama fan across the sports I mean they don't have a hockey team which I actually kind of enjoy because then I still get to root for my Boston University Terriers there you go but uh, Be you. I, I was never a big basketball fan, so I just adopted Alabama basketball because, I mean, why not? And, and their baseball games are crazy. So that actually made me – I really don't like baseball. I think it's so boring. But being in that Alabama stadium for a baseball game makes it electric. Like yeah, they the, got a, lot, the they got a big baseball team, like awesome. a good baseball team, right? Oh, yeah. They're really good. Speaking well, of BU. They never win some, it. Uh, but... Big Whitney over here. Didn't Ryan Whitney go to there BU? Yeah. Yep. Yep, yeah. he was a terrorist. I know a kid who's at BC right now. He scored his first goal the other day. Your rivals. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> they, they battle calm Ave. Although I I hate Minnesota hockey more than I hate BC because really? I mean at least at least keep it in the state. <laughs> um. So why Alabama? Why'd you go down there? Well, you know, my sister went to Virginia Tech. I visited uh, Virginia Tech, and I was actually at a Virginia Tech frat house in. Virginia Tech didn't have a game that night and, and it was Alabama that was on the TV and I kind of saw them and I like they were uh, playing the, like for the number one team in the country and they won and it just looked electric and I was like hmm why don't I apply to that school and then I did I got in I went and I visited and I was like this is awesome it, it's just amazing their stadium is just huge it looks like a, a mothership yeah, yeah it's great Stadium is massive it's bigger than like Gillette Stadium because obviously I've been, I've been going to the Patriots games my whole life because I, I was from Massachusetts and Alabama stadium is way bigger than Gillette. Sweet home, Alabama, man. <laughs> roll tad <Yeah>. roll. <laughs> <laughs> but That's crazy. Go Alex. Jack, I've always had this, um, I don't know. I always had this thinking about Alabama where it's full of rednecks and it's full of cousin fuckers. Is it? Is it? 
Is it, is it like a real thing over there or is, or is it like it's no it's no i'm i'm gonna quote charles barkley who actually went to that cow college on the other side of the state and, and he said there's a there's a Which couple is the cow of college auburn auburn university oh uh, yeah it's true he said there's a, there's a couple like dumb people that ruin it for the great people of alabama most of the people down there are the nicest people you'll ever meet in the for world sure. You go to the grocery store, you you end up having like a 15 to 20 minute conversation with everybody you run into because everybody's so friendly and they just want to talk. And it's not like that, like up in Boston, everyone's like minding their own business. Nobody <laughs> wants to talk to strangers. They're actually the nicest people in the world down oh, there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, from, I find, sorry, yeah, from, yeah, from what I've heard, people in the South are um, really comforting and they're like the, they treat you like, you know, friends, family, whatever. But I know... I, from from what i've heard boston and, and new york people are like really in their own world where they literally insult you or be snobbish oh it's and, a complete culture shock coming from boston where everybody is like mind your own business nobody's talking to strangers you're not like just looking like if you sit down at the bar you're not like a whole massive unit like you are like down south like everybody's talking to everybody down there it's kind of the same thing in Montreal, man. People are fucking snobs over here. <laughs> Alex is in California right now, so he doesn't give a shit yeah. about us cold people. <laughs> well, Although, like if you're an American and you're in Montreal, people like are more apt to talk to you because they're like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> Get the fuck out of <laughs> here. <laughs> well, honestly, man, sometimes people are. I, t I tell people thank you and all that, and they seem surprised. Ain't, where where you are in California? Yeah. Yeah, they're soup? they're not ex yeah they're not expecting you to say oh, hey thank you hey this and that they're like they, they look at me all weird like like where the fuck are you from? But I do find <laughs> when I go to the states the customer service is a lot better. You know, like they're a yeah. lot nicer. Where, where did you go? Where did you go? Just in general, I've been to like fifteen different states, but just just in general, like when I go to like a fucking Jack in the Box or whatever, it's like, hey, how are you? How's it going? That's what they, that's what the cashier tells me. You know what I mean? We're here. It's like, what can I get you? Like, I've noticed that I worked as a uh, bartender and a server up in Maine and uh, a bunch of people from Quebec come every summer. And it seems like they're always surprised at like how nice our like servers and bartenders are and like the hospitality. I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy. I mean, Montreal is fine, but like people are snobs over here. We're we're too good looking of a city. Like everybody thinks they're fucking like it, we well, were ranked in Forbes at one point for like the most beautiful city in the world, like people wise. So, well, like, Terry, people are snobs. I'm good looking. Most of those snobs, <laughs> honestly, bro, they're they're mostly from either Westmount or the, or West Island. No, not necessarily, okay. man. I want to talk about from, from, from my experience. Okay, yeah, Utremont too. I'm talking about hey, whoa, the rich What do you area. got against the West Island? This guy's ripping my hood. I, <laughs> I don't like West Island, first of all. Okay. <laughs> You're a downtown kid. Fucking no. snobbish. I'm a downtown kid, but anyways. Um, <laughs> West Islanders, I swear to God, the most snobbish ever. Westmount, fucking sure. pricks. Yeah. Fucking pricks over yeah. there. Westmount's like the... Uh, the uh, I'm trying to compare it to a city in Boston. Boston. I can't think of anything like a, like a re, like an area in Boston. So so Jack can understand because he doesn't know what the fuck Westmount is. Yeah, yeah. All I know is St. Catherine Street in Montreal. Yeah, way too much. <laughs> yeah, Jack. What's like the richest neighborhood in Boston, for instance? Ah, uh, you put like, me on the spot. Don't here. say like uh, Milton or some shit. Like uh, I mean, 
Milton's like they have the prep school over there. That's the only reason why I know what it is. Yeah, there are a bunch of like rich suburbs around Boston. Yeah, like you got uh, like Lexington, like honestly, Reading, where I'm from, is pretty wealthy. Like okay. all, the, all yeah. those towns, like 15 minutes outside of Boston, those are all like the the rich towns right there. Yeah, I heard I heard Massachusetts like uh, uh, all the way at the top when it comes to um, economy, and all that, and I know like rich per capita kind of thing. Yeah, the, yeah, the GDP per. Uh, Connecticut's People up there too. Connecticut, Connecticut is way more wealthy. Than yeah, <laughs> Connecticut's where nice. all the millionaires from New York live, and yeah. Boston. They all go to they all live in houses, houses in Connecticut. My friend played football at the University of Connecticut, and we went up like a bunch of times to go see him. And uh, just driving around that area, man, it's like in Hartford. No it's stores. It's like an hour and a half outside. Yep, of Yeah, store, stores. <laughs> My sister went to UConn. My oh, she did. Yeah. So. That's the thing about the states. Like here, it's like nobody gives a fuck what university you went to. You know, nobody has bumper stickers. Like in the states, it's like you, you're almost I, your identity is based on what university you went to. It is a big thing here. It's crazy. Like uh, college, especially Harvard, bro. Especially Harvard. Well, I mean, oh, I, if you went to Harvard, you have to tell everybody you went to Harvard every chance you get. That's <laughs> every a single fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Same with you, Yale. So how many how many Bama football games you go to? I went to every single one except one home game, I think. I think I had almost perfect attendance. Did you rush My the sister field? had to go and get married, so I, uh, I missed one. And shit, no, man. we never rushed the field. Because if you rush the field, that means you expected to lose, and we ain't never been nothing but a winner. This is why Paul Bear Bryant would turn over in his grave if we ever rushed the field. Speaking of Bama this year, who's, who's the, like, who do you think is the biggest challenger to Alabama this year in the playoffs? Well, I mean, it seems like it's always been the top dogs for the same, like, 10 years. It's Ohio State and Clemson. They're they're the two teams that – they're the only two teams, I think, that can beat Bama this year. Okay, so are you even considering Notre Dame in the conversation? No. And because of their schedule? No, not just because of their schedule. I mean, they scrape by Louisville. You're right. uh, they they struggled with BC in the first half. They only beat Clemson because Clemson was out there without their quarterback. I, I think they could honestly lose to North Carolina this weekend. I think they, they have a tough game this weekend. And the fact that North Carolina is a tough game means you're not really in the conversation. So top four, who would you say? So Bama, Ohio State, Clemson? Bama, Ohio game? State, Clemson. Texas A&M, game? Florida. Yeah. Florida, Florida might be. Florida has oh. surprised me this year a lot. Yeah, you know yeah, who's really up good. and coming? You know who's up and coming right now? Fucking Northwestern. Northwestern is good. I mean, they're they're undefeated still, but they they have a long season left. But yeah. I like Northwestern. They're just never going to get in the top four. Oregon too. They're 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 not bad this year. I, I watched a couple of games of them. Uh, UCLA is here and there. The thing is, is that the is that as the pack started. Yeah, late, that's right? my yeah. Yeah, and bro, that's, that's my that's fucking a, division. Yeah, that's a it's a weaker <laughs> conference, so it, it's gonna be interesting to see if like an undefeated team if they even get in. Yeah, um, SCC, bro, know. SCC are it's 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 the top dog. It's the bro, NFL. So. Yeah, basically. If you come out of the SEC, yeah. you're top. And the in the ACC is top heavy, and so is the Big Ten. Yeah, but but Ohio State's legit, and so is Clemson. That being said, Ohio State is is a is a very different. 
Big Ten school. Like, who? what other Big Ten school is going to compete? And we're not talking about Penn State anymore. We're not talking about Michigan. Michigan. No. Fuck Michigan, Michigan this oh, year. Maybe like, Badgers. Maybe, maybe Yeah, Badgers, Wisconsin looks but... good this year. Yeah, Wisconsin looks okay. They yeah. they don't look like they're close to Ohio State, though. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, who's going to compete with them? You know what I mean? And then Wisconsin Iowa, all got COVID anyway. Iowa, just, they, they actually have a much better team than their record shows. They just couldn't get it going out of the gate. They lost their first two games, and they've been undefeated since. Yeah. And their defense is amazing. They, their offense is, is bad, but they're a lot better than their record suggests. Who did Clemson lose to? They lost to Notre Dame when they uh, Trevor Lawrence was out with COVID. You're right, and I watched that game. Actually, I'm a fucking idiot. That's the only game, only full game I watched this year for college football. I haven't really had, <laughs> honestly. I, I I watched, look at the scores. I've bet on a few games randomly late at night if there was a game on or if there's a Saturday morning game. I see it on TSN. I'll plug it in, watch like a couple quarters, make a bet, and leave. But I yeah, haven't really paid football? attention. I just look at the rank, rankings. Yeah, college football only watch um, the playoffs. Honestly, like yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll tune in for a game or two maybe during the season, but I have way too many other sports to watch to tune into those games as well. Speaking so, of other sports, I, speaking of other sports, Jack, huge hockey guy, Boston Bruins, go bees. First of all, yeah. one thing: reverse retro jerseys, awful. Second thing: jerseys <laughs> in general, awful. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, all right, all right. The Bruins regular jerseys are, are great. They're classic. I love the black, the old school black, like the uh, the Martin Lapointe like jerseys. Like that's what I'm picturing. Or like honestly, white on the sleeve. The jerseys we did the reverse retro too. Yeah, are amazing. I just don't. I'm not a big fan of the gold. Mm. If they should have just taken the jerseys as they were, the black. Those look so nice. Just the, the all black with just the, the lines at the bottom in, in the beat. <laughs> you can't like, fuck up black and make, yellow. Yeah, you make can't. it simple. Yeah, the gold, too much gold. I, I'm not a big fan of a gold jersey. And what was with that old, the, 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 the stoned bear that they had on a couple years ago? <laughs> the, uh, the poo bear? The poo bear. <laughs> yeah, and now we've got meth bear on meth the uh, bear. shoulders. Meth so- bear and poo bear. That's the thing. So I, I like I, I respect the Bruins. Okay, as a Habs fan, as a diehard Habs fan, I respect the Bruins. Now, what do I respect about the Bruins? I respect the way they played and the system they've always applied, which is go fuck yourself. We're gonna kick the shit out of you, and that's it. That's why Tory Krug is one of my favorite players, but he's out of town, so he's an even more of a favorite player now. Love Tory Krug, but I what I don't like about the Bruins, Bruins fans, I'd say, maybe not you specifically, Jack, is that. Mm. It's as if they've won the Stanley Cup every year. It's been our, ten our years. Fans can be tough to bear sometimes, especially <laughs> with like the the hatred for Tuka Rask. He's the best goalie in our franchise history. He's a good goalie, it, it, and he's one of the best goalies in the NHL, and he has been his almost entire career. And then they come up with this narrative that he can't play in big games. Well, what about Game Six in St. Louis on the road to keep the season alive and force it to Shut a Game Seven? What about the other two Stanley Cup finals he brought the Bruins to? Like, what do you mean the guy can't play in the big games? You don't play in, in two Stanley Cup finals and, and not be able to play in big yeah. games. Alex, I mean, Alex knows this just as much as I do, but we we have the same thing with Carey Price. Carey Price every year is is nominated as like the best goalie in the league, and people hate on him. Right, Alex? Yeah, people want Rass traded out of town, and he, he was a Vesna finalist this year. Price, the problem with... Not the problem. It's just 
it's just the town in general. It's they're, they're way too harsh against Carey Price. They, they, they don't even look at, at our team. They don't like even there's no compassion towards price. Like, like look at our team, look at other teams. I'm guaranteeing you, if you put price on a Tampa Bay lightning team, he'll, he wins the visit every fucking year. Okay. There's no denying what that. The Bruins? So what happens? Uh, he doesn't even want to think about that. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to imagine that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're they're really harsh against Price, and yeah. it's I'd I'd say it's the media for the most part, and, and just people have expectations, man. They just want when Price wins, they're all fucking crickets. But when Price loses, they're all fucking opening their. Their, their mouth so and, see and our fans are brutal your media is brutal to we were some talking of the about it today we had an episode with hot sauce sports and we had uh, scott matlon from uh, eyes on the prize and habs eyes on the prize and he, we were telling him and he was he agreed it's the media controls the team over here and it's the same thing in toronto we they control the team and it's like you can't make a decision if you upset the media if you upset the french media you can't make a fucking decision anymore it's crazy to me crazy to me how this team never went through a rebuild if we had went through a rebuild it, the, it would be a completely different situation that we're in right now tank tank get the picks get lafreniere do what you have to do and fucking get the stars every team that's been successful in the last 20 years has tanked to a certain point to a certain extent i can't believe you guys won and missed out on the Lafreniere sweepstakes. Okay, okay. Speaking of guys, I'm, sure I'm not sure if you guys remember during the uh, lottery draft, Toronto hit the post three times, the, their ball, and they fucking, the Rangers got it at the end. Yeah. My heart fucking stopped when I saw, I saw some blue on the ball. <laughs> I'm like, fucking not Toronto. How? See, the Rangers... How how sick are the Rangers going to be though? They look pretty good, man. They're stacked. The, if, but they're Capo stacked for Caco, the next like four years. Kako's going to come into his own too there, and and they got Panarin already there, like got Adam Fox. Fox. Yeah, good players. My problem with the Rangers, it's probably going to be the center position, because mm-hmm. to me, okay, as much as I, as I like Zabanajads, um. To me, he's not an elite. Is he a number one center? Because that argument's made a lot where he's not elite, but is he a number one center? He is. But, but but is he top tier? He's not. He doesn't have to be when he has those fucking wingers. Can you to play wing, though? Because, I mean, I, I've seen him play in juniors, and he almost looks like he would be a center at, at the NHL IQ level. Is, is, like, super high. And all the scouts said it, but he's Alex, Alex even told me this, that he wants to stay a winger. Yeah. He wants to stay a winger. He he he, he molds his game like um, like Jonathan Huberdo. So okay. he, he's like Jonathan. He's he's projecting to be like Jonathan Huberdo, but like more offensive, a little bit more offensive. When yeah, it comes Huberdo's to a good player, a good two way player. I'm a big fan of Huberdo. Lafreniere. I mean, I, I've said it before. I've seen him play since he was eight years old, coming to our tournaments. Man, the kid has always been number one in the in the province. One of his best friends, actually, Xavier Xavier Parent. Sorry, I'm burping up some pickwit here. Uh, <laughs> Xavier Parent, he was actually he 
number one. He was the number one uh, prospect going into the queue the same draft year, and he didn't get drafted in the NHL this year because he was a cocky fuck. And Lafreniere was the only one out of that crew. It was him, uh, Poulain, and Parent that um, he made it through because he has a head on his shoulders. He has a good head on his shoulders. The kid's going to be a star. Kid's legit going to be a star. Who's who do the who do the Bruins have coming up in uh, in the pipeline? Because uh, it doesn't look too good. Uh, well, one player I'm actually well. Obviously, we have Jack Studnika, yeah. who he uh, he emerged this playoffs, and, and he's a great young talent. And another guy that I think flies under the radar that's a lot better than people give him credit for is Jakob Lyko. And he had a great preseason last year. I th- I still think he's one more year away. I think he still has to develop. And, and he could be a winger that you see coming into the Bruins lineup maybe next season or maybe at the end of this season at some point. In, in defense, we're, we're stacked on defense. We have so many defensemen. We, we actually really, honestly, in my opinion, should move one of those guys for another forward because we are so deep there. And we stupidly re-signed Kevin Miller. So he's going to block some of these kids from coming up and getting that ice time they need. And, I mean, we, you know we drafted Zavoral in that 2015 draft and and he still hasn't emerged yet so so we're looking for him to emerge this year and and if he can't play well he's going to be waiver eligible so the thing about the Bruins is that they're so reliant on their top line what do they have I mean what do they have in their second line is Jake going to do it is Coyle going to do it that's the other big question mark that I'm not really sure we answered so we went out and we acquired uh Andre Kasha at the trade deadline last year. And then this offseason, we acquired Craig Smith. In my opinion, both those guys are top nine forwards, but they're not top six forwards. I think Craig Smith is great, and the numbers love him. And the numbers love Andre Kasha, too. But Craig Smith has never in his career played in the top six role. So are you really expecting him to come in next to David Krejci and next to Jake DeBrusque and play like a top six player? Well, that's that's a risky game you're playing. And Andre Kasha, I mean, he's, he's had the same problem his whole career. He had it in Anaheim. He now has it in Boston. And I stupidly thought that was going to change. I thought if you put him next to David Krejci, he could start finishing, but no, he, he, the eye test loves him. The numbers love him, but at the end of the day, he can't finish. He gets a lot of shots on net, but he can't finish. And, And it's been the story of his entire career. It's nothing new. So I, I don't expect that to change either. I mean, you got to give the kid more time, but the Bruins don't have more time. The window's closing. The window's closing fast. David Krejci is is a free agent next year. Tuka Rask's contract runs out next year. The, this window is closing. These players are getting older. Yeah. Patrice Bergeron is starting to decline. Chara has declined. Chara so. is the decline. I mean, Chara, I think he knows his role too, uh, but you can't not put him in in certain moments. I mean, he, yeah, you guys, your your decor is pretty good, and that's why they were able to let crew go. Um, but McAvoy's your future, right? I mean, I, I absolutely. Love, McAvoy's sick. I love McAvoy; such a good player. But I feel like crew letting crew go was a mistake, man. I don't know. I I think as well too, but I can understand why. It's because Krug was looking for a payday. That's the thing. Okay. Dollar value, you're right. Yeah. It's not just a- that. It, that left side was way too small. The, the left side of Grizzlick, Krug, and, and Connor Clifton, that's that's too small. That's tiny. You get pushed around in the playoffs if you have a left side that's that big. And the Bruins did get pushed around in the playoffs. Pat Maroon made Tory Krug his dad. Uh, 
in the playoffs. <laughs> he, he pushed him right out of the way and scored that game-winning goal that ended the Bruins' season. That left side's too small. They need to be bigger back there. They need to be tougher. And, and hopefully some of these kids that they drafted that are big boys back there on D start coming up in the lineup and we see them. I mean, I do have a question even... for you. I, yes. I do have a question for you. Do you think losing Krug will actually affect your power play? I don't. I think Mac is like really? is, is almost as good as Tory Krug. Not quite as good, but he's better five on five than Tory Krug. Tory Krug was never going to play top minutes. You don't want to. I, I personally don't want to give a defenseman like Tory Krug top dollar when he's not going to play top minutes. A he's point. a power play specialist. Do you really want to pay a power play specialist seven million dollars a year? I personally don't. <laughs> I mean, depends how many times you get power plays. I mean, yeah, if you're a team but, that draws a lot of penalties. I mean, the Bruins are more team that doesn't really draw a lot of penalties. They more, if anything, they get more penalties than anything else. Tory Krug is a good two-way defenseman, but yeah, I get your point. I see what you're saying, but if I look at if I look at dollar versus value, yeah, it doesn't make sense because he's not going to be playing those top minutes like you said, Jack. But for the most part, Krug is a star. You, what did you get with the money you saved and not signing him? So that's where I see it, you know. <laughs> that's that's where the Bruins blew it. Exactly. You, you missed out on a guy like Sergachev and didn't offer sheet him when when uh, <laughs> Bay was. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The Bruins could have used the money there. We well, wasted some man. money on Kevin Miller. I mean, Kevin Miller, like, come on, the guy hasn't played in two years. Like, you, you at least sign him to a PTO and yeah, see exactly. if he's like worth a damn. And, and now you're. Ex- Draft for cash with Chara. You've got too many forwards, honestly. Like somebody's got to go. They they just got average players and didn't go out and get that star, which this team really needs in a closing window. We need a Noah Hannafin. We need a Sergachev. We needed a uh, Toffoli or a Taylor Hall or, or something, something to push the needle in a closing window and really tell the fans. And tell the players on your team that you're going for it, and you're and you're not going to just let this window run out, and you're going to go after a Stanley Cup with a team that's been to the finals twice. You, twice you know, Jack this core has been to the finals. You know, Jack, I, I actually thought Tyler Toffoli was actually going to sign with the Bruins. Yeah, he fits in well there. I thought that was a perfect match, but I did too. The moment I saw the notification from the Habs Twitter saying. To Foley four years in Montreal, well, I went fucking bunkers, man. <laughs> I, I was went, hoping to have that feeling. Because <laughs> I was actually f- feeling like it was either going to be Anderson or To Foley. And we got both. And I'm like, Jesus, this seems actually going to be interesting to watch next fucking season. Especially after we and saw what Suzuki and KK did. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you're sitting over there hoping you got Anderson or Toffoli, and I'm like, all right, I hope we either get a second line right wing or, or a big name defenseman, and we got neither. Uh, how about this? You were mad that you guys didn't sign Sergachev. We're fucking pissed because we traded away Sergachev for Dufus Duin. Like, fuck me. Holy shit. Like, the Habs are fine That's on D. one of the D. worst trades. The Habs are fine on hope- D, but they could have been a lot better with Sergachev. But hopefully the chemistry between Suzuki and Duran was all right in the playoffs. Look good. Hopefully it continues next season. Well, we'll you can't see. replace a guy like Sergeyev, though. But Drouin, for me, he's a d- disappointment. That's. 
I knew it coming in. Juwan did the same thing in every level he's played in. So he played in yeah. midget. He complained about the coach, changed his region. He changed his address, left. He did it in the queue. He complained about his coach. He got traded out. Uh, then he did it in the NHL. He, he, got played, he complained about the Lightning. They traded him out. And the Lightning took advantage of that fucking trade. The Habs gave up Sergachev. The guy's going to be a number one D in the league for the next 10 years. He's a monster. He skates super well. He just signed the fucking three year, Was it three years? 14.4? Yeah, three years. Yeah, three three years. Three years, fourteen point four million. How the fuck do they get this type of player? The Habs could have used them, but the Habs do have some good D in the in the line. They uh, coming up. They got uh, Romanov. You know, they got Norlander. You know, they got the guys. But Sergeyev could have been that piece. And and the thing with the Habs also is we have um, a nice prospect pool, nice assets as well we can use next towards next season and the lightning doesn't have that the lightning is in cap hell right now you're two million over the cap right now but they want a cup so fuck it so That's what the they're gonna do is and they sell two restricted free agents to sign yeah exactly so from 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 well from what i'm hearing is they're trying to trade tyler johnson or alex Kalorn, from hmm. what i'm hearing yeah, but the thing about Tyler Johnson is he does have that no trade clause, and he knows that if he stays in Tampa Bay, he's going to get to go home next year when the expansion draft happens. He wants to go to Seattle. So he's yeah. not going to take a trade anywhere to a team that's going to protect him because he, he's getting his dream. He's going to get to play for his hometown in their first inaugural season. Awful. He name, wants though. that more than anything. Awful name. Kraken. The Seattle Kraken. I, I actually like fuck. the Kraken. Give me this well, the Seattle coffee bean or something. Like, fuck, it's better than that. What well, the fuck's a Kraken? Well, they're Seattle the Starbucks now. Starbucks, yeah. <laughs> the Seattle yeah, Starbucks. In the plane in the crack house. That's a good name, though. I will say that's a great name for the fans. Crackheads, it's... The crack house. Yeah, yeah and the their crack... home rank can be the crack house. That's amazing. I love it. But they will never do that. Yeah, Sorelli's no. RFA and so is Cernak. I mean, Sorelli was a big piece in the playoffs. So, I mean, I, I, I hear that they're going to they're gonna end up signing him. But they don't really have much room. But a lot of the guys they have coming back, man, signing Pat Maroon in 900K was a good was a good signing. I mean, they're is still getting, getting paid their... at the table. Like, how? that's another one. How <laughs> do they get these great deals? It doesn't make sense. But he wanted to stay. He didn't want to move again. So, him was like a They're paying him discount. in beer under the table. I don't believe For it. For sure. For sure, or they're yeah, fucking yeah, even points. A... Even points, man. I, I I don't know how the fuck they signed him for six point seven million after eighty point fucking season. I don't get it. It's stu- it's banana land. <laughs> banana land. It's exactly that. Uh, he's coming up too, man. He's gonna get a payday in a couple years, Braden Point. But they were at that point sign for five million in, for Tampa. Imagine, no, he'll never, he'll never do it. He'll never do it. <laughs> you mentioned you, before we let you go. I mean, we've been running a little long here, but um, for you, let, you mentioned Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall signs in Buffalo. This is the ultimate. Let me pad my stats and make a fucking quick twelve million dollars the year after, right? Am I right, or am I drinking too much? Yeah, away? go play with Eichel. No, yeah, P- play with Eichel. Pad your stats and go get that big contract. It's fucking crazy to me. I like exactly well, it's also Eichel, bro, because Eichel wanted someone. That's how they're gonna keep Eichel year after year, especially well, after they cleaned house. Yeah, they fired everybody in the front office, all the coaches, all the scouts, everything. They even fired Mike Commissarek. Mike Commissarek was one of the scouts. They got rid of him. 
He, wait, he was working there? Yeah, he was working for Buffalo as a scout. I when, had no fucking... I only knew you because when the list came out of all the guys they got canned, I see Mike Commissaric's name and it made me laugh. Well, great story about Mike Commissaric when he was in Montreal. Mike Commissaric, Chris Higgins, Kerry Price, Kyle Chiptura, uh, Glenn Metropolit, all these guys used to go party all the time. Sheldon Surrey, Mark Strait, all of them. They were always partying. And that was like my primo party years, 20 years old, 22, you know? And uh, we're at this club called Med on uh, St. Laurent Street. Forget about St. Catherine. Uh, I know that one. Saint yeah, I know that one. Um, so we're there and we're in line for the bathroom and my commissary is in the bathroom and he's taking a piss in the stall. And he turns around and he goes, hey boys, anybody want to take a shit? Some asshole in the back is like, yeah, I want to take a shit. My commissary turns around, pisses all over the toilet paper. He's like, good luck. <laughs> and, he walk, and he walks out. I was like, this guy's "What a fucking, fucking asshole!" Like, Nobody was gonna take a shit in a fucking club. The guy was joking, obviously. Then oh. I'll never forget one of the guys I was well with. He was like a friend of a friend. He uh, his girlfriend was like <laughs> her and her friends were like huddled around Higgins and my commissary, and uh, he's and the guy I'm not gonna say his name, but he was like he's like come to his girlfriend. He's like let's go. I want to leave. And she's like no 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 no. And she's just, like talking to Chris Higgins and my commissary. She slips her number to Chris Higgins like right in front of her boyfriend she slipped her number and I, we were dying man. we were fucking dying oh, these guys that's, ran that's a bad night for that boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> but those guys used to run through the city man they were all over oh, the place all it. over the place I'll never forget it was St. Patty's Day we're at this bar called O'Regan's this pub and uh, Glenn Metropolit Sheldon Surrey Carey Price they walk in K. Price walks in, five minutes later, leaves with two girls. Glenn Metropolis at the corner of the bar, just hammering back, man. Just beer after beer God after damn. beer. Yeah. Glenn Metropolis, the ultimate suitcase. Yeah, Kerry Price must just, he gets whatever he wants in Montreal, I would assume. Oh, man, back then, when Whoa. he was, like, young and making fucking... Angela like Price. Tyler Sagan back in the day in Boston, <laughs> Tyler Sagan. Did you hear... Whatever he wants and does whatever he wants. <laughs> Did you hear the Michael Del Zotto stories... About how he used to, how he got cut off ordering like uh, like strippers and stuff because he was like too fucked up. I forgot who the person he would call. No. It was a person he would call all the time to get like 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 chicks and stuff like that, and like for the guys or whatever. And then apparently he was so fucked up that they cut him off. <laughs> Delzato's another beauty. Him and Sagan, best friends. Fuck. That that shocks me. That those two would be buddies. <laughs> Not at all. All right, buddy. And and one last story. Well, it didn't fucking happen. I wished it happened, but my dad's almost convinced Andre Kostitsin to come have vodka with at our place. Oh really? He accepted, but the fucker ghosted my dad's. Awesome. Ah. It is what he's he accepted, <laughs> but then ghosted. Sergey Kostitsin, we, we party with Sergey Kostitsin a few times. That guy was a really nice guy. Because uh, I I grew up with a bunch of guys. I played football, but a bunch of guys I knew played hockey. So there was all like small connections, you know. Um, Tori Mitchell was part of that. Like, like There was like a little crew there. So like well, hockey guys see each other, you know, they they, be, they they stick together. Like NHLers, you know. So like we would always like be like kind of on the outside of them looking. And Sergey Kostitsin was, was a very nice guy. Great guy and a fucking party animal party animal and his brother can yeah, drink the like brothers. the best of them. sorry yeah. yeah both their brothers are fucking alcoholics man 
<laughs> so NHL can... players party hard. I oh, love man, it. they go hard. They, they, they get and after Radulov it. used to be a big drinker, too. Probably still is. <laughs> the guy probably <laughs> oh, has on, vodka in his is. bottle instead of water. <laughs> Although I think I, I assume it must take like a truckload of booze to even get him feeling a buzz. He looks like he could he would be a heavyweight. Oh uh, yeah, that oh, guy yeah. man, that guy takes freaking uh, cement bricks to the face. It doesn't even affect him. <laughs> uh, no Legit. joke, the, guy, the guy's brick like a brick shit house. Fuck. I like when he was in the playoffs. And he like got hurt, and he's just trying to go out there and play again. And the <laughs> trainers are like screaming to get him back. They're like, "No, he can't play." And he's like, "I I don't feel pain. I must play." <laughs> When Radulov left to go to the KHL, I was like, ah, it's a shame, man. Just another guy that just doesn't give a fuck about winning. And when he came to Montreal, I was like, man, my perception of him changed completely. Like, that guy was yeah. a fucking baller, man. Baller. Tough guy oh, to play against. Tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, buddy. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, as usual, whenever you want, Alex and I will come on the sports desk, talk shit to you and Chris. I'd be Absolutely. Very we love it. <laughs> Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. No problem, boys. So, again, this episode is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Uh, visit Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off on all the individual bottles. They have their Black Friday sale, which gives you 40%. And they they ge- generously allowed our fans and our supporters to add the 10% off of the individual bottles. So, you'll get the additional 10% on the sale as well. Uh, my name is Terry. That was Alex. That was Jack from Jack. Where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack Gotzel, J-A-C-K-G-O-T-S-E-L-L, and I write for Tarps Off Hockey in blackandgoldhockey.com. Perfect. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it again, and, Alex. And don't forget to rub your meat. <laughs> Later, boys. <laughs> Later. <laughs>